0: We're going to go ahead and get started and hopefully we'll fill in. I know we've got a lot of families traveling. So if you are next to somebody, go like this. Shh. And we're going to go ahead and get started. If you have any prayer requests, um, Cindy is taking those. I have a wonderful praise concerning my daughter, Tina. She has taken two steps forward and we praise the Lord for that. Um even before she had more blood work done and more antibiotics given, she said, "Mom, I'm still running a fever, but I feel stronger inside." And that was the first indicator. Um, she's still not drinking coffee, so that's <laughs> that's always our family's indicator. If we, oh, we're so ready for that coffee. We're coffee lovers. And boy, I tell you, when something's not right, the taste for coffee just goes away. So um, I am I am very um, thankful to the Lord and grateful that, um, healing is taking place. And now she's been two days with no fever for the first time, uh, since her surgery. So that's, that's been wonderful. And Donna has a prayer request. Teresa Rose is, um, going into acute rehab with COVID. Um, that's, so please put down on your prayer list, Teresa Rose. And, um, it, it's real it's real and it's and we have to take the precautions matter of fact, as soon as um, our uh, what i'm going to show you on this screen is done we we have an air cleaner in here that exchanges the air cleans the air as it exchanges the ear, air every what is it honey 5 minutes no for this size it's going to be like a little bit more a little bit more than, that. Bit more than that which right. is 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 a wonderful wonderful thing so Praise the Lord that we can gather in Sunday school and um, and be totally, totally good with that. Vivian? I
1: was saying you were mentioning a phrase. Well, I have one too, and it's crazy, but it's wonderful.
0: uh, We have a prayer request for Harold and his health. Yes. He's always had health issues. But the thing is Harold is Vivian's brother.
1: amen amen as in this amen Girls. thank you yeah
0: thank the Lord yeah and Harold is on our our prayer list here as Vivian's brother um, so that's great and again if you have something that you want on our class prayer list Cindy's right here Cindy yes oh you're raising your hand <laughs> there's a brain cramp there <laughs> was, I'm waiting right. for something and it was just yeah <laughs> this is Cindy so that's great Becky yes what's her name Lana her name is Trisha. Trisha am I saying your name correctly Lana Okay, this, Lana, is Becky's mom, and Becky, would you introduce your other mom? This is my mother-in-law, Doreen. Isn't that beautiful to be, yeah, and what a blessing. Happy Mother's Day to all of you, so. We found out this morning that Jerry, Roy's brother, is in the hospital with COVID. Okay, Roy's brother, Jerry, is in the hospital with COVID. Oh, what a blessing, dear Gail, to see you. I rejoice. You look beautiful. This is Lori and Gail back there, and Gail's been on our everyday prayer list with her husband, Roger, and what a blessing to have you in Sunday school. Lana, I didn't get your friend's name down in my... Trisha. Tricia, thank you. I now have a brain that is... You know, remember when Teflon was so popular... <laughs> Okay, well, I call my brain the Teflon brain. Everything it hits just slips off. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm right there. Yes, yeah. Uh, my sister remains We find out the, of the baby on the 22nd of this month. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. Okay. And also my um, 14, almost 15-year-old sister, Andrea's health issues. Andrea, health issues. Okay. Great. Leslie? Yes. Um, so we are hopefully going to go down to this weekend or
1: this coming week for um, a week.
0: All right. I, I know all the um, the testing that's been going on on Carter's leg. It's come back basically inconclusive. There's uh, something there. There's th- right, there is something there and they have not they have not pinpointed yet and this has been a Walk of faith and waiting with Leslie and Steve and Sweet Carter, and uh, keep l- uplifting them in prayer. And God knows, and God is in control, and our faith is strengthened as we wait. My yeah. friend at work, Gina, her daughter, Emily, was a senior in
1: high school, and she had a UTI, but she hadn't told her about she had any symptoms until a couple of days later, and went into the septic. Right. And
0: oh. she has an infection
1: from the septum, so do you just pray for Emily.
0: Emily. And that infection. This is what the doctor was so fearful about, Dr. Russell with Tina, because of such a strong, that, when that red blood count goes high, of course her, or her white blood count, her red blood count was low because she was anemic. And then, you know, but that is, it happens quickly. Oh, my dear, my writing. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All righty, let's pray. And first of all, I'll turn to the lady next to you and say, Happy mother's, Day. Happy mother's Day. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the beautiful thing about this is, as mothers and daughters, we are all celebrating today because all of us are daughters, and uh, then some of most of us have been blessed with being a mother and um, and all that comes with that. So let's open in prayer. Father, I thank you for your beautiful plan of family. Father, thank you for the gift of being a child and and having a mother. And then, Father, the blessing of being a mother and having children. What a beautiful full circle. And God, I pray for every daughter and every mother in class today. Father, only you know the needs and the burdens and the areas in our heart where we so need to be ministered to. And I pray that, in this morning, as we celebrate Mother's Day, Father, speak to each heart. Confirm your love in every heart. And Father, comfort the hearts that need to be comforted. And Father, as we wait patiently on you with so many specific prayer requests just in our classroom, we say, Thank you, Lord, that you are an all loving God and we can trust you. Thank you for sending your son. To this broken world, to heal us in our brokenness, and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name, Amen. Okay, it's time to say one word, and Clint says it so well. He taught it to us as a family, as a family that rushes around and juggles things, and and uh, you know is always hurrying. No one knows this better than a mother. You've all been there, Clint. Uh, For those of you um, who don't know my Clint, Clint was born with Down syndrome. And Clint has taught us way more than we, and I specifically, have ever been able to teach him. But there's a sweet thing that he has so sweetly taught me. As not so much now I'm in a different frame of life, but in all those many decades of juggling and running, we're hurrying all the time. And Clint, who takes time to process things and moves much more slowly, and every task takes him twice as long, finally, he just got fed up with us (laughs) rushing around. And he stood in the middle of the family room as we're all rushing to get to the car, and he's still not quite ready, and he's standing there with his foot out for his shoe to be tied, you know? My hands are full. And I say, one minute, Clint, one minute, just a minute, just a minute. And he turned to me, and the first, I'll never forget the first time he did this. He took his hands, and he went, Mother, relax. Relax. And I put my stuff down, and I said, Son, you are exactly right. Our Lord says it. He says, Child, I want you to learn to run with patience. One of the hardest things, because patience requires waiting. I was sixth in line at Kroger yesterday. <laughs> I know, it's Saturday before Mother's Day. I should not have done it, but, you know. Oh, we're going to enjoy it today. So, <laughs> sixth in line. And then the cashier uh, lady, she, there was another one that opened up in the lane right beside me. But I didn't see it happening. But so many others who are very observant, like my husband is so observant, did. And immediately there was a mad dash over to this. Now, I'd been already waiting 10, 12 minutes. And I looked over there, and I started to move my car, and the man behind me said, don't do it. Don't do it. I've been there. You'll be sorry. He says, I've learned the hard way. And I looked at it I said, you know, I think the only thing I'm learning right now is patience. (laughs) And he said, I have the patience of a (laughs) three-year-old. And so we laughed about it and stood in line. But dear ladies, isn't it wonderful? The Lord is our shepherd. And he says, walk closely with me, my child, my daughter, 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 because in this day there's something so beautiful I want you to learn. I want you to learn to run with patience. It's 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 a gift from God's wisdom to our hearts. He said, And he lays it out and tells us how to put it into practice. And it is the most beautiful thing. It doesn't mean slow. It means, I can't tell you what it means, because this is Mother's Day, and I have a whole Mother's Day lesson prepared for it. Yvonne, I am so happy to see you, Yvonne. Oh, what a blessing. Happy Mother's Day. Yes, is Jada... Is Jada doing well? Yes. Praise yes, the Lord. Got two jobs now. Oh, oh she's, she's busy and doing well. Jada, I'm so happy to see you. Amen. Well, you know what? This, I, I could just go on and on and on about the Lord as our shepherd. We're going to get back to the Lord as our shepherd next week in our series. But for today on Mother's Day, uh, the point is relax because life is so busy. This is your day, this is your day to relax. So take advantage of these next few, you know, 40 moments that we have and just say, Lord, I just really want to relax inside. Quiet my heart, quiet my spirit, and let me receive from you that which my heart truly needs. As a child of God, as a daughter of the king, um, as, as a sister, as a friend, as a wife, as a mother, as a grandmother, as a great-grandmother. There are just so many needs in this little beating heart that only you can meet. And even as we open up God's Word and as we do some fun things together, because it's Mother's Day, let the Lord meet that need. I'm going to go ahead and start this sweet video. Would my IT girl come up and do this for me please? <laughs> and um, and it's it's the blessing of through a child's viewpoint and being being my face I, okay yeah. And being a, being a child and it's going to be an interview
1: when we help clean the house.
0: What makes your mommy happy I think? What makes your mother happy? Whenever I
1: hug her. What makes your mom mad? I don't go to bed, not cleaning my room, and not doing stuff that she's told me My dad says he's gonna do something, but he never does. <laughs> <laughs> what is something your mom does every day? Uh, reads her Bible. Amen. Watch TV. Clean. Uh, clean. Clean the house. My mom always cleans the house. Sometimes washes the dishes. What is something your mom always says to you? Be good to your
0: friends. What is something she your mom always to says to you? How is How was your
1: day? How old is your mom? Sixty-one. <laughs> Thirty. <laughs>
0: Twenty-one. <laughs> He's about eight years old.
1: This month, my daughter's daughter, this month. So year What is your mom's favorite thing to do? Play with me. Uh-huh. Go to church. What is your mom's favorite place to go? The to beach. The spa. To my cousin's house. Starbucks. The like, church. How are you and your mom the same? We both have tan skin. Both of our favorite colors are red. Well, we both went to eat. We both have purples. Uh-huh. Mommy has blue eyes. That. That matches one eye of me, because um, I have two color eyes as my daddy. How are you and your mom different? She is blonde hair, I know.
0: She works most of the time, and I play most of the time. <laughs> she
1: works most of the time, and I play most of the time. She cooks very well, and I can't. He has big hair, and I don't. I wake up early, and mom uh, wakes up late. <laughs> what is your favorite thing about mom? She always hugs me. That she takes me fun places. That she loves me. She says I love you. That she loves me and she takes care of me. How do you know your mom? Because she tells us that every day. Because she gives me a hug and a kiss every night before bed. Because she smiled at me. By giving me a hug and kiss. I don't know why, because she gives us kisses. Because she always makes macaroni because I love that. <laughs> I love you all because you love this bitch. I love you, mama. Happy Mother's Day. Let me bite you, mommy, bitch. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day. I love you. I love you, mommy.
0: Isn't that a beautiful plan from our God to set up this whole way in which, you know, and the whole point of man and woman falling in love and then the blessing of children on top of that, that whole God-given plan is the physical experience of what he wants me to know spiritually He says, child, I want you to know how much I love you. I want you to know that, boy, isn't motherhood a sacrifice? (laughs) All of a sudden, everything changes with motherhood. Well, when our Heavenly Father made this perfect world with perfect Adam and Eve, and then they chose to walk away from their perfect God, God with his broken heart says, I'm going to fix this because they must know not fix it because he wanted everything perfect he was going to give a plan to fix what sin had ruined because he so loved us that's that amazing unbelievable love now we still live in a broken world with broken people and we are broken and so then on top of giving us salvation so that at some point we are we we'll find the home and there's no more brokenness. But what God does at salvation for his children, he puts in this heart that he made to fall in love and to especially fall in love with him. But he knew we wouldn't get it. So he gave this plan about falling in love with each other. We broken people, husband and wife, children and parents, and nothing fills our hearts so much as the love for those we love. And nothing hurts our hearts so much, especially as a mother, especially as a girl. See, in our gender, our hearts are totally different than men's hearts. They're filled with different things. They care about different things. They are in tune to different things. God made our hearts specifically and you see it with that little girl who carries around five babies and 15 stuffed animals. That little girl was born with a heart to love and empathize and take care of others. That little boy will take every one of those dolls and that stuffed animals and throw them down the stairs. <laughs> That's in his heart. He's a hunter, he's a provider, he's a he's, you know, he's the man. So our hearts are totally different. And with that aspect of that, God created woman heart. There's also then the great potential of every day that heart being bruised Mm -hmm. because it's very vulnerable because it holds so much. That heart being broken, that heart being hurt. So God says, keep thy heart with all diligence, little lamb, because out of it are the issues of life. Walk closely with me I made your heart on purpose for a purpose. And I want to produce my purpose through it. So then so then, with all of those, those hurts in the heart, you know, and those, those disappointments and those unfulfilled expectations in the heart, God says, no, 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 no. That's the very thing I work with. It's a lot like this puzzle. This puzzle, we have a picture of what? our life should look like. We have a picture of what our day should look like. But when we open up our day, what do we find? Do we find the picture? No way. We find a bunch of broken pieces, don't we? And God says, that's exactly what I want you to understand. Child, you live in a broken world. You're broken, and the people you live with are broken, and that's exactly what I work with. Jesus came into this world not only not only, to give me a home someday and to give me forgiveness of sin, but he came to show me that he does his best work in broken stuff. Often he does not take the broken stuff away. You know what he does? He puts it together in a new way. And that's exactly what a puzzle does. And our Heavenly Father says, child... Trust me with your pieces. You know, in our series, The Lord is Our Shepherd, that fundamental truth, my shepherd reign in me. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. The Lord is my shepherd. Until I commit and submit the brokenness that comes into our heart and into our life to God's authority, he is king. He is in control. I don't see it. I don't get it. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding because these pieces don't make sense. But God has a picture he wants to make in each of our lives that glorifies him and is of amazing beauty, something we never, (coughs) ever dreamt of. And that's what he does with our girl hearts that become so broken so often. And that's why he whispers, walk closely to me. I'm making out of those broken pieces A picture of my love. So, with that in mind, this is a prize that I'm going to give away later, but I've got a whole bunch of other prizes that we're going to share. But the true message is God gave this whole mother thing to us as a picture of his love so that we would get it. It's daily, it's hands on, it's sacrificial, it's never ending. And someday there's not going to be anything else broken for we fix-it women because we are born ready to fix what's broken. This is another beautiful picture, a footnote. When Jesus was with his disciples, and, um, you know, in in our Psalm 23, we're going to get to a part, he prepares the table before me. I can't wait to get there. I'm a foodie. I love (laughs) this aspect, and it is so revealing as to what our Father does for us on purpose daily. How often do we eat? Daily. When he prepares the table for me, it's prepared daily, and he doesn't do leftovers. It's new every morning. But in this last aspect that I want, as far as a spiritual truth that I want you to grab a hold of, Jesus has been with his disciples now over three years, and he knows what's ahead of them. And he sits down with them at this last supper, this last mealtime. And he says, as he picks up a loaf of that fresh homemade bread, can't you smell it? With honey, honey, probably. But he breaks it open and he says to his very best friends, this is my body. Which is what, girls? Broken. Broken. For you. We are born broken. And God, in his great love, sends his son to take his body and allow it, give it to be broken, just like ours, to make the price, to pay the price for my redemption, but also to teach me I can trust him with my brokenness. He laid down his life. He allowed his life to be broken so that he would minister to my brokenness. Wow, what a savior, what a shepherd. So with that in mind, this whole structure of family, of motherhood, we come with a heart that holds A lot of love and also a lot of brokenness. Little boys. How many of you have little boys? Big boys. Okay. Two mischievous brothers were the terror of the town, especially notorious for stealing. They were the terror of the school and of the church. In exasperation, the frazzled mother told her husband, I'm taking them to see the pastor. (laughs) Please, pastor, put the fear of God in these boys pastor agreed to talk to them, but one at a time. Just living two blocks from the church, the youngest was sent first. Entering the pastor's office, he was told to sit down. The pastor leans over his big desk, and he looks deep into the frightened eyes of the eight-year-old and asks, Do you know where God is? All is quiet. In a louder voice, leaning even closer, Do you know where God is? Scared silent, the boy just sits there. Then with a long, bony finger pointing right at the boy, the pastor shouts, Do you know where God is? Leaping out of his seat, he runs all the way home. Taking two steps at a time, he bursts into his brother's room. We're in big trouble this time, he says. What do you mean we're in big trouble? God is missing, and they think we did it. (laughs) As mothers and daughters, doesn't it seem like we are always missing something? Friday, I lost my watch, and I turned the house upside down looking for it. It was, it was missing. But is there a lady this morning who lost something this morning, and she took her valuable time to search for it because it was missing, but she still made it here to Sunday school. Is there a lady here this morning who lost something? Vivian, I. what did you lose? Okay. <laughs> oh, that is so frustrating. Well, I have something for you here. I have a bottle of fish oil because fish oil ministers to the brain and it's going to help you. <laughs> well, well maybe that maybe that new brand will uh, will change that. So, so getting ready while things are missing and while you're searching, but praise the Lord. You are in the right place at the right time doing the right thing, regardless of what is missing, even if it's your brain. I am glad that you are here. Getting children ready for Sunday school and church is always a challenge. And uh, while boys seem to lose things and do mischievous things like flushing their glasses down the toilet, girls take a lot more time to get ready. There's curling and braiding and crimping hair, or there's taming hair like little Autumn. And I would like to give a prize to the mom here this morning who got the most girls ready, I think I know who it is. Is there a mom here who got more than three girls ready? Because our dear Linnell has three beautiful daughters, and I have hair ties for for her daughter. Yes, yep. But it is... um, it's always a, a fun scramble on any time, but Sunday mornings especially, because I do know Satan tries his hardest to disrupt the home when you're doing the very best thing. First Samuel sixteen seven, The Lord seeth not as man seeth. The Lord looketh on, uh, man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. Well, I see your outward uh, right now as you see my outward, but some of you remind me of the true story concerning Chippy. Chippy the parakeet never saw it coming. One second he was peacefully perched in his cage. The next he was sucked in, washed up, and blown over. The problems began when Chippy's owner decided to clean Chippy's cage with a vacuum cleaner. She removed the attachment from the end of the hose, stuck it in the cage. The phone uh, rang. She turned to pick it up. She barely said hello when. Chippy got sucked in. The bird owner gasped, put down the phone, turned off the vacuum, opened up the bag. There was Chippy, still alive, but stunned. Since the bird was covered with dust and soot, she grabbed him, raced to the bathroom, turned on the faucet, and held Chippy under the running water. Then realized that Chippy was soaked and shivering, she did what any compassionate bird owner would do. She reached for her hair dryer and blasted the pet with hot air. Well... Chippy doesn't sing much anymore. (laughs) She just sits and stares. (laughs) Some of you are just sitting and staring. And so you are either exhausted or medicated. (laughs) I have a gift for the lady with the biggest bottle of pills in her purse. If you have a bottle of pills in your purse, would you get it out and show us? I have... I have something to give to you if you're just sitting and staring. There is a, there, when I was in um, some of your ages, there was about three decades. I never left without my giant bottle of Excedrin. <laughs> uh, let me see your bottle. Oh, Katie, good. Katie has three bottles. I have four. Oh, she has four. <laughs> She's not showing. Now you have five. <laughs> There's your pain reliever. Yes. Oh, that is good. (laughs) How many of you are going out for Mother's Day this afternoon? Okay, many of you are. Um, Some of you actually made your own celebration meal. Now, often, um, and Trina always tries to do this, but um, Trina... Trina works very hard, as many of you work very, very hard. And so is my gift at, at, you know, different points of time in which I am able to make Mother's Day dinner, and um, and so I'm excited about that. But some of you have made your own celebration meal. Um, Some years, that just doesn't happen, does it? Last year was COVID, um, and uh, many years things would be all set and ready, and somebody would come down with strep throat, or the flu, and, you know, plans just, don't we have to learn to vacillate? And the way we change from plan A to plan B says something way more revealing than a beautifully set table. It's a lesson I had to learn early on in the ministry as those set expectations, and God patiently was teaching me, child, way more important than what you are doing is who you are showing. And the way you're doing this, you're not showing Christ, you're showing Kathy. And, uh, But anyways, back to the meal. If you are making the meal and you came to Sunday school and your table is already set, would you raise your hand? Oh, it's good. Oh, that's great. Becky, <laughs> Becky, I have for your table some beautiful napkins. Hello, spring. I was going to say... Let's give this Martha Stewart Award. But, but then I thought, you know what? I'm not a Martha Stewart fan. I'm more of a Paula Dean girl. <laughs> like, you know, there's just never going to be enough butter. <laughs> Becky, way to go. And Becky is a very, very busy mom on both ends of the spectrum, and her table is set, and dinner is mostly prepared, and she is in Sunday school. Do this. That's great. Okay, so... Food is a necessity, and there can be so much drama in the simple task of feeding people. Uh, A wife invited some people to dinner, and at the table, she turned to her six-year-old and said, honey, would you like to say the blessing? Oh, I wouldn't know what to say, she replied. Well, just say what you hear mommy say. (laughs) Our daughter bowed her head and said, dear Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? (laughs) which testifies to the fact that we are a sermon in shoes. And often it's not what we do, but how we do it. As important as physical feeding is, and we know that's really important, there is a hungering that we have inside of every one of us that far surpasses a hungry, empty tummy. And that is the feeding of a soul and a spirit that so yearns to be filled Now, the beautiful part of this is that, you know how God made our heart as girls? It holds so much, which makes it very vulnerable. Not only does God give us the awareness that we hunger and we thirst for something more than we get out of the faucet or the refrigerator, but he gave us a way, because we're fixers, he gave us a way to supply that for those we love. Mm -hmm. They're hungry emotionally. They're empty. And they long to be filled. And oftentimes, I mean, you've heard the expression hangry? (laughs) Hungry and angry? (laughs) And, and And with that, then, in our prideful flesh, it makes us want to respond in exactly the opposite of what they need. And yet, learning Christ is this beautiful solution that our shepherd gives us. Child, let me show you how to meet this empty need in those you love. And matter of fact, start with those you love. Start with those you live with. They're the ones that know you the best. They're the ones that most desperately need to be fed by you so that they see Jesus. How did Jesus equip us? How did God, our maker, our Lord, equip us with the ability? Have you ever heard somebody say, I just don't know what to do? (laughs) I've said it, (laughs) and I know what to do. And that's why the Holy Spirit lives inside to be that reminder. Oh, let me teach you again, Kathy. I'll remind you again what you need to do. Ready? Be kind one to another tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. And so he equips us with the ability to speak words. I can't tell you what a miracle it is that we speak words. See, we just come by it naturally, and so we don't appreciate it. Cindy was telling me about a friend. She's losing her ability to speak words or to remember what happened two minutes ago. There's nothing worse than physical Alzheimer's unless it would be spiritually Alzheimer's. To not know who I am and why I am and whose I am. When we say a person who doesn't know Christ is lost, we don't grasp how desperate that is. I'm lost all the time. You guys know that. I am so directionally challenged everywhere I go. I can get lost in somebody's home, literally. (laughs) And and the redeeming factor is I'm never lost in Christ. Mm -hmm. Never. Never. And his word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And when there's a situation, when there's a broken person and God has given me this heart just to be able to empathize and have compassion and understanding because that's what he does with me. He then says, child, open up your mouth and speak the truth in love. Oh, we speak the truth, all right. I'm going to tell the truth. No, that's not it at all. God says you're not feeding what they need. So nourishing, he equips us with a, with a mouth and tongue and words to feed those in our charge and those we are married to. Pleasant words are like apples of gold. Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue. My tongue has the ability to destroy or build with every word it says. This is one of my favorite true stories. There was a woman riding along in a limousine with her husband who was the governor. As they passed a group of men doing road construction, they noticed one of the workers was a man that the wife had dated in high school. The governor smugly said, just think, honey, if you'd married that man, you'd be married to a ditch digger. The wife thought about that for a moment and then replied, I don't think so, dear. If I'd married that man, he'd be the governor. <laughs> <laughs> this is in Sharon Jane's book. Jane's J A Y N S E S, I'm quoting her, and then she gives she interviewed men and put their comments. In each of her chapter headings, I wish my wife understood how it makes me feel when she puts me down in public or how it would make me feel if she would praise me in public. Peter, I wish my wife understood how important it is for me to feel needed and valuable. Derek, a woman can make or break a man. mountains can be conquered when a man has a woman standing beside him. Philip. Words, the power of words, the power of feeding and nourishing and replenishing all the emptiness that you and I live with every day for others. Um, So I have a gift for the lady who said, I love you to her husband this morning.
1: Okay, all right. Now...
0: How many of you followed it up with a kiss? Oh, um, let's see. And don't go deeper. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was going to numerically go because with children, but I'm not going to say how many husbands, as it's just one husband. Um, let me see how I can narrow this down. Trina, you're so quick. How can I narrow this down? The woman who's been married Oh, beautiful. Okay, so. Who has been married 25 years and told their husband, I love you, and sealed it with a kiss? How many have been married 35 years? 35. Tammy? Oh, there's more. Oh, my word. 40? 40? And this morning? 50. 50. Bev and Lana? Lana? And Julie. And Julie? 56. Oh, okay. Anybody more than 56? Bev? That is beautiful. Wow. Well I have I have for each of you kisses. Yes, and give a hand of applause. Okay, do you like caramel chocolate or milk chocolate? John likes milk chocolate. So milk chocolate, that's milk This is the caramel. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. And kisses for you, Bab. Actually for for you to give to Denny, right? That's great. That is wonderful. Okay, every mother on Mother's Day reflects back, don't we? And while all the memories are different, there is one conclusion we all come to. It's the same conclusion, and it's this. Where did the time go? Isn't that right? How can my children be so old? (laughs) You know? So I would like to give a gift to the most, and I think I know who it is, to the most, and by the way, you know when I turned that big decade turner this this past year, and COVID was making such a big deal about everybody's age, I said I am sick about he- and tired about hearing about the elderly. No more of this. No more of this elderly stuff. I'm eternal. I'm eternal, and I am eternal, and you are eternal. And age is just a number. But for this category. I would like to give a little gift out to the most eternal mother in class. (laughs) And I think it's my friend Elaine. Elaine, would you tell everybody how eternal you are? I turned
1: eighty
0: one in April. Eighty one in April, and you would not dream it. Anybody beat that? That is just beautiful. And you are my inspiration. Now, um, as ladies, we all are law enforcers. You did know that, right? We are all law. For the safety and well-being and the future of those in our charge, there has to be rules. Thou shalt not play with the knobs on the oven. Thou shalt eat thy veggies. Thou shalt not spend three hours in front of the TV or on a device. We are law enforcers, and I really respect Our law-enforcing community I honor them I respect them I pray for them and I am so agitated at where we've gone in America but if you're here this morning and you have a son or a daughter in law enforcement or the fire department or in the military if you have a child in the military or law enforcement would you raise your hand Carol, anybody else? No, Lori did, but um, Mark's out of that now. Well, Carol, I have something for you. I have a bag of (laughs) toy soldiers. (laughs) Good. (laughs) That's great. Um, And lastly, we girls, we know about breakage. Um, It's a part of our day. It's a part of the reason God made our heart the way It is made every day begins with, as you know, day, say it, day break. And uh, being so well acquainted with breakage, is there a lady here this morning who broke something this morning? How about you had something broken yesterday? Broken. Trina? Yeah. 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 Uh Uh-huh. Broken, broken, broken. Yeah. So I, that gift from Trina is not what I expected. It's in pieces, okay? So you get the puzzle. And then lastly, as we finish up so that we can race to choir, um, here's the wrap-up. The Lord, who is our shepherd, calls us to walk closely beside him just because he teaches me to keep my heart, and he teaches how to keep my heart with all diligence because it is the issue of life. So better than fish oil for the brain, he supplies the peace that passes understanding that will keep our heart and our mind through Christ Jesus. Better than hair bling, He tells me to put this on. He says, Kathy, put on the garment of praise. It's beautiful. I've made it to fit you. And it doesn't just look pretty, but it will change your outlook. Put this on. More than a pain reliever, Katie, he supplies daily grace that is sufficient for this day. He says, I can't wait to be your strength because it's made perfect in your weakness. Trust me, lean on me, find what I have to say about it. And then I love the fact that he prepareth a table before me. I can't wait to get in this, this aspect in our Psalm 23, but he prepareth a table before me. What my soul and spirit is so hungry for, our Father provides. Then he states his love for me through his word, Julie and Bev, and he backs it up with loading me every day with his benefits. I was supposed to give you that, honey. I was supposed to give you band-aids. Here, keep that. Yeah. No. Okay, no, look yeah, I know you do. Keep that too. Band-aids are for the breakage. Band-aids are for everything that better than band-aids for my hurt. He gives me his law and his instruction that has kept me from so much sorrow. It's the way of life. His way is the way of life. And life more, finish it, abundantly. Trust his way, especially with the broken stuff. Trust his way with the busy stuff. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Say, Lord, I can't wait to find your sufficiency because I am weak, but you are strong. Father, thank you for Mother's Day. Thank you for each lady. Thank you for the joy of having been a child and learning to grow up Father, may we learn to grow up in you. May we always stay childlike. And God, would the Holy Spirit just make us so aware of our childishness. And may we be conformed to your beautiful image. In Jesus' name, amen.